Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 195, and we are still here. I'm still here. You're still here. We're, we're all still here. Uh, I'm hanging out in what is apparently the epicenter of the epicenter of coronavirus at the moment, which is fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Um, yeah, but I'm still here. So that's the good news. And so are you, which is the other good news. So thanks for listening. And uh, today's episode is I'm, I'm sort of bouncing around in the blog timeline. If only we could bounce around in our, in our own timelines, but alas. Uh, anyway, this, this one is kind of um, in the middle it's not the most recent one I've done, and it is not the next one kind of up from where I left it. I don't know if any of you are paying attention to the orders of these things, and maybe you don't care, which is probably the case, So, which is why I'm not worrying about it. But if, it, if, if there's something about it that, you know, is driving you crazy, please let me know, because I'm just bouncing around basically according to what song I can put where at this point. Um, I, I prefer to go in the order that they were posted, but uh, it's just not so possible right this second. Um, so yeah, the next one in the order that it was posted would be uh, this one about kind of Alec Baldwin and his discomfort uh, with his um, harassing friend. Um, and uh, the song that I'm going to put with it, I am working on. It's not quite ready yet. It's got a lot of jazz chords, so it's taken me a minute. It's just taken me a minute. So today we're going to go with a sort of more current situation, although this was the very first post uh, that I wrote in this current moment. So that was three weeks ago, (laughs) three and a half weeks ago, I guess. Anyway. Um, I, I, for one, am kind of tired of hearing about all the things. Are you? Um, but I hope this post is not, it's not really about the things. It's about sort of performing arts more than the thing. (laughs) I, I, yeah. Um, and, uh, Before I read it to you, I wanted to tell you that the new podcast is out. The first episode is up. It is called The Dragoning. And uh, it's right now only on Anchor and on Spotify. Um, It's on Spotify because Spotify owns Anchor. So that's how those happened quickly. Um, And also on YouTube. Um, It will be on the other platforms, I hope, eventually, but it takes a little while for the distribution to kick in um, that way. So meanwhile, Spotify, Anchor, and I'm going to drop it into this podcast feed in a few days. So you don't even have to go anywhere. It's going to come to you in just a matter of, of, of days. Uh, so yeah, so don't be surprised if you're like, what's this different thing in here. That's what it's going to be. Uh, I'm trying the old standard, throw a new, another podcast into another podcast's feed uh, in a few days, but I'm not going to do it right just now because this podcast has to go out first. 
That's the rules that no one cares about. <laughs> but I'm going to follow them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's up and that's happening and that's uh, exciting and fun. And um, yeah, I think that's the longest intro I've done in a very long time. Um, and with that, I will just have us just dive right in to this post, which is called Performing Arts Going Dark. Have you all read Station Eleven? I mean, don't, if you haven't. Even the author recommends waiting a few months to read it. It's a little too relevant right now. It's a little too close to home. It begins with a pandemic that leads to the radical upending of civilization. You can see why you might want to wait a minute to get into it. But I've been thinking about it a lot this week. Not just because of the pandemic, but because of what happens after the pandemic. The heart of the story is a traveling Shakespeare company that tours the devastated country. When nothing is left, we have the arts. At the moment, with all the performing arts canceled, it can feel like our work is unimportant or inessential. Suddenly, it is technically palpably dangerous to do what we do. Suddenly, it has become reckless to gather people in a room and share things with them. Suddenly, the very thing that makes the performing arts so magical is the thing that makes them dangerous. Almost everyone I know in New York works in the performing arts in some capacity, and almost everyone I know is in a state of absolute disarray. As show people, we are built with an intense drive for the show going on. We are used to pushing through any numbers of difficulties in order to make it to this stage. To have the stage pulled out from under us is counter to everything we feel in the very fiber of our beings. The show must go on. It can't be canceled. It goes on. Isn't it better to do a show? Isn't it always better to do a show than not to do a show? Won't the arts save us all? Not in this case, no. Not in the way we're used to. What's happening for us is not just a crisis of economics, though it is that and quite a serious one at that, but also a crisis of faith. If the shows don't go on, who are we? What is all this for? How can it not be good to gather a group of people together and share art with them? To laugh, to cry, to tap our toes to the beat together, to have our heartbeats sync up as we watch. How? 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 But of course, in a pandemic, it is very bad for all of us to be in a room together. I am interested in the connections we share with other things that have had to shut down. Sports and religious gatherings are experiencing the same unilateral canceling. We are all shut down together. All the things that bring people together, that unite us, are dangerous. But this does not mean they are inessential. Things that bring people together, like the performing arts, like sports, like religion, are key to our survival, to our thriving as a species. 
it feels to me that in losing that ability of being all together in a unified state, I've come to appreciate it anew. Sometimes, you may have noticed, I get a little cranky about theater. I see shows and they make me angry and sometimes I tell you about it. I get mad, partly because I want shows to be better and partly because my ability to make shows has been hampered over the years, so I get mad about shows that have a lot of resources and squander them. But here we are in the middle of a pandemic and almost all theaters have been shut down. And it becomes instantly clear that I would rather watch the worst show there is, it's bike, you know it's bike, over and over and over again than have no theater at all. For all my ranting, I do love this stuff. And I'm sad for even the worst show that is closed. It suddenly feels very important to me to know that shows are running, even ones I'll never see even ones I hate. I hope that when this is all over, there will be a renewed appreciation for the performing arts and their important place in our culture. We were all shaken by how quickly the entire theater business was shut down here in New York. It was as if someone flicked a switch and thousands of people lost their jobs and thousands more lost their dreams. Like that. In an instant. But this doesn't mean the arts are a frill that get dropped in a time of crisis. It's just that being with people is what the performing arts are all about. And suddenly being with people is dangerous. And so the performing arts become the most dangerous. And not because theater people are some of the most touchy-feely people out here either. It's because a bunch of people breathing the same air is the heart and soul of the work. And right now that air is treacherous, so we have to stop. But maybe once this has passed, we can come to appreciate what we lost when the theaters went dark. Maybe it doesn't need to be as extreme as Station Eleven, where survivors form a community-building Shakespeare company. Maybe we don't have to wait for the destruction of civilization as we know it to support the performing arts. Maybe we can support them right now so that theater spaces will be able to open again, that shows can continue their runs, that freelancers can survive this terrifying downturn. As the article in Vulture says, as concert halls, theaters, and museums around the world go dark, we all need to move quickly to ensure that when it's finally safe to emerge from our lairs, we still have a cultural life left to go back to. Personally, I've come up with a project to keep some theater folk creatively engaged with a project that we can do from our homes. I was working on it prior to this disaster in another form, and it just happens to be possible this way. So I'm just rolling forward on that, and it's already delighting me. The skills that help us bring people together in real life are stepping up to help keep us together while we are separated. Many, many theater folk are going to find this social distance thing very, very difficult, as I'm sure most people will, but I think it hits our community-driven community especially hard. I feel quite certain this will drive a lot of them to become very inventive, to create distance community, and whatever those inventions are will benefit us all in the long run. 
There will be theater when this is all over, and concerts and dances. And hopefully, we will all appreciate them. And being with each other, all the more. So, it's funny to read that now. It's only been three weeks, but it feels like a lifetime ago that I wrote that. But it still gets me. It still gets to me. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, it's still like, oh, gosh. I, I don't know. Every, now everything's gone dark. It's not just the performing arts. Uh, not everything, everything, but a lot of things. Um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 it's, hmm. What an interesting uh, moment we're in. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. So it hasn't, I feel like it's still uh, with us, these feelings, questions, issues. Um, there's, I think they're coming in phases, huh? <laughs> I have a friend who can only read Station Eleven, by the way. I feel like sometimes it, some of us need to just like look directly at the problem. I think that's why like a lot of those disaster movies were super popular in the first weeks of this thing. Everyone was like, we got to just like watch other people go through this and see what they did. Maybe. I don't know. I definitely understand the impulse. I, I, if I had a copy of station 11 with me, I would absolutely be reading it again. Not a question. Um, I don't know where my copy ended up. I think I probably gave it to someone, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, if I had it here, I would be reading it. There's just not a doubt in my mind. Um, not that I could recommend it to you at this moment. It's, it's really good, but um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it might be just the thing. Depends on. It really depends on what you need at the moment. Um, yeah. I just read a like World War One slash World War Two spy type novels so I don't know what I need obviously Eh, yeah so so let me tell you the things now here are the things um like I told you at the beginning of this episode I am gonna drop in an episode the, the demo episode of the first episode of the dragoning uh that's gonna show up later Um, but for today's song, I'm going to give you a song that I wrote for the podcast, um, that I decided not to use. So, um, before you hear the actual podcast, you're going to hear what I rejected from the podcast, which is maybe a weird choice, but I don't know if you feel like you want to listen to them the other way, feel, feel free. Um, but I had this kind of idea, this kind of add-on idea to the story that existed um, where I was going to create uh, like a radio station that lived in the world of the story and have songwriters write songs that fit with the world and have some like jingles and uh, talk radio. And, I, you know, it was a kind of open possibility uh, someone I talked to about this said it's, it reminded her of uh, Grand Theft Auto, where apparently the, in the cars there's radio stations that are just like different radio stations that are just for that game. I obviously knew nothing of such a thing before, um, but was delighted to hear about it. 
Um, so that was sort of what I was thinking. But what ended up – so I made the whole episode with that kind of added piece. Um, but in listening to the whole thing, it just sort of confused matters. Um, it feels like it, it, it diluted the story a little bit and, and like someone listening – might be confused about how it relates to what they just heard and it doesn't really it's just like extra atmosphere anyway that's that's the whole kind of um story I guess of the of the nixing of this particular song um but uh, I don't have. I'm not prepared with another song to give you for the podcast, so I thought I'd put it here because there is reference to this project in this blog. Um, when I talk about working on something immediately, that that's what this is. That the 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 piece that I'm talking about in the piece is the dragoning. So um, and I yeah I wrote this song during this time also. So. Um, it's a very of of the moment situation, although it has nothing to do um, with what's actually happening. I don't think. I don't know. Um, I do have an idea, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do it to drop in bits of Dragon City Radio into the podcast feed for the Dragoning. I have not yet decided whether whether I will do that. Um, if I will be soliciting uh sort of ideas and songs and whatnot from from other artists it's all still kind of on the table um it's an open question so stay with me on that journey we'll find out but meanwhile i will play for you uh, a chunk of dragon city radio that will not be featured on episode one of the dragoning meanwhile it if you would like to support this podcast, um, you can uh, tell someone about it, share it with someone, put it on the social medias. Um, I know medias is not a word. Social media. Yes. Um, and then you can also uh, support the podcast with money, which is very nice. Uh, Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. I got two new lovely patrons just this week, and it is the nicest, most wonderful. Thank you very much, both of you. Um, it's, a, it's a hard time for artists, but it's actually really sweet on another level so thank you for that uh also ko-fi and paypal are places to support the podcast um if you would like to help make the other podcast to help make the dragoning there's an indiegogo campaign for that happening as well so you can support that and get some swag and uh, be part of that experience i will throw the link to that in the show notes but it's um, it's the dragoning at Indiegogo, so um, you can search for it if you're if you're more keen to search. <laughs> it's searchable, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, that I believe is all. Thank you for being here for listening. Um, yeah, it's I I feel like it's really kind of a lifeline to just like know that we're all here, like hearing each other and. I don't know. So thanks. Thanks for that. Um, 
Yeah. Without further ado, I shall give to you a Dragon City Radio. City Radio, DRGN on your radio dial. We're playing the local hits all night here at DRGN and taking requests and dedications. If you want to make a dedication, drop us a line or give us a call at 555-DRGN. Now, here is our most requested song this week. You guessed it, Belladonna Atropa's hit, Dragon. My boyfriend. Dragon ate my boyfriend. She ate my boyfriend. Dragon ate my boyfriend. And now I'm all alone. Dragon ate my boyfriend. She ate my boyfriend. Dragon ate total bastard. He was my annoying bastard and now I'm all alone. All alone. All alone. I'm all alone. All alone. All alone. Alone. Dragon ate my boyfriend. She ate my boyfriend. Dragon ate my boyfriend and now I'm all alone. Was he condescending? Yes, of course he's condescending. Condescending and patronizing too but i could tolerate him till you went and betrayed him with one big bite you didn't even chew dragon why do I'm patient and I'm 